Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Let's talk about high school. Go with me on this, but I think it's one of the most fascinating points of life. You do so much learning about yourself and others. Then there's this excitement for the future, but also a lot of pressure to figure out who you are and who you want to be as you're sort of catapulted towards adulthood. Out of an entire lifetime, I think those four years of high school shape an awful lot about us. Today, we've been invited into the lives of four teenagers from around the Bay Area who are in the thick of high school. Over the last few months, they sent producer Amanda Font and I audio diaries about what's been going on in their lives. We'll hear their stories about the stress of college admissions, evolving friendships, grappling with identity, the highs and lows of playing on a sports team, and finding joy in life, even when things don't go according to plan. And when do they ever go according to plan? I grew such a deep appreciation and admiration for these students while producing this episode, and I think you will too in listening to it. This episode is part of KQED's Youth Takeover Week, where Bay Area teens produce original works for KQED programs. We'll get to it just ahead. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. All right, let's meet these four high school students. My name is Miliano Mejia. I am a senior. I go to Philip and Sala Burton Academic High School. I live in Richmond. I think something that might surprise some people is how much I have to say, really, because like I'm actually really quiet. I also kind of like put up like, I guess, a front of being like kind of like stoic, even though there's a lot of things that bother me, a lot of things that make me feel. I might not show emotions all the time, but like I feel them. My top choice for university is UCLA which is quite a long ways away from home. Yeah, I am a little nervous, you know, kind of being in a new situation, like away from family. But I'm also kind of excited for it because like this is kind of like a new start for me. I kind of get to leave like my high school self behind and just like find a new person kind of. 
Hi, my name is Carlos Escala. I'm a junior at Jefferson High School. It's February 7th. I just had a job interview and I don't even know how I got hired. I wasn't prepared at all. They just said come in for a follow-up and I didn't have any of like any paperwork or anything on me. I think I've been wanting a job but I haven't been pushing out to go get one until recently because uh, I'm gonna get my license eventually and I need money to get a car and I don't want to have my license but not be able to drive. Another thing that I want to do with the money I've earned is I want to invest it like in actual investing and in myself as well mainly in like my hobbies i have a lot of hobbies that could actually like make money like for example one could be like video editing i used to really be into animating i want to be able to be financially stable and like even if i do lose the job which <laughs> i don't think i am but if i lose one source of income i'll always have others to back me up hi i'm julie aguilar and i'm a senior at lps hayward Soccer has been an important part of my life since I was a kid. Not only has it connected me with my dad, but it connected me with this part of myself that I guess I always kept like inside of me or just hidden. Soccer taught me that you gotta do it yourself if you want things to be done. Soccer taught me that without hard work, nothing comes to you because in soccer you gotta run for the ball in life you gotta run for things in order for you to get them even as a kid i i knew that soccer was what connected a lot of my family back in mexico this year i'm a senior in high school and it's my last year playing with my high school soccer team we're playing for the state championships and we have made it to semifinals. hello my name is finn mcdonald uh, I am a freshman at Lick Wilmerding High School, and I live in San Francisco. I just learned that one of my best friends in the entire world, my cousin Wells, is coming to visit on Friday, and she's staying the weekend, and I'm super excited. And I thought I'd just take a moment to kind of reflect on it, because I know when she gets here, it's going to be super hectic, because that's just kind of the way she is, and that's what I love most about her. As young kids, we saw each other all the time. We were super close, and then kind of as we got older, we grew apart, and then COVID hit, and we were the closest we'd ever been, right? And we FaceTime all the time, and that's, like, the really the only time where, like, being cousins and, like, best friends kind of worked out for us. I've been, you know, getting through my schoolwork this week just to, like, have more free time on the weekend with her, so... We're going to see each other for the first time in like one and a half, two years almost. Um, I'm super excited. We're about to go pick up my cousin Wells from the airport. Um, we have like a sign out of the movies. Wells, welcome. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but I'm excited. How long is the drive slash should I pee? Uh, yeah, you can pee, probably. It's like 30 minutes. Oh, that's fine. Oh, you, you I didn't even open the sign. No, no, no. It's actually for a really important project. Okay, yeah, what's up? It's like okay. mommy made it. Well, I had a pretty uneventful three-day weekend. I just mostly stayed home, but I did sign up for more scholarships. But the thing with those scholarships is that when I sign up for them, it's not guaranteed I'll get the money. You know, those many will enter, few will win kind of sweepstakes. I also 
finally finished my pre-calculus test that my teacher let me take home to finish over the weekend. I'm still not 100% sure I got it completely right. I won't know until I turn it in. That's kind of like something I have to complain about when it comes to like my pre-calculus class. Like sometimes it feels like my teacher kind of just throws us into the deep end when it comes to like learning new material. It's just like, you know, sink or swim. I couldn't really turn to my classmates because they're just as confused as I am. I can't even turn to like my parents for help who, by the way, are always going on about how school was harder in their time and kids in school have it too easy. You know, when I show them the work I have in pre-calculus, they are completely confused. And that's like a problem that I have with the older generation. They think that the Gen Z has it too easy, you know? But like, isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Like making the world better so the younger generation can have easier lives? Our semifinals game just happened and it was a tough game. We were going against this team called Richmond College Prep. We were honestly struggling a little bit. I guess we were just nervous. We didn't know what to expect of this team. We kept on shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. But like the goals just didn't want to go in. I know for a lot of athletes, like that's very frustrating because you know you're working. But the results aren't coming in. That's literally the worst thing that could happen to me because I will lose my temper so badly and that's not what's happening to us. But at the end, we won 1-0 and that's all that really mattered because we're off to the finals now. Hi, it's Carlos. So the first day of work, it was very fast-paced. I was very confused, but I ended up getting the hang of it. Luckily enough, I was with someone else, so I was like relieved because they're also starting the same day I started, so it was a little less nerve-wracking. The manager was watching me when she saw the first customer, and I was like, oh, hello, welcome in, you know, like as they walked in, and then I helped them, I tended to them, and then when it came to the register, I was like, uh, uh, cause it's all different from any other register that I know. It ended up working out in the end. I ended up surviving my first day, but it was, it was honestly crazy. One of the dreams I've had since, since I can remember when I started playing basketball at age four was to play in college. And I've been really toning in on that goal and kind of turning a dream into a goal almost. Like I've been thinking about it and like that I've just stopped my first year of high school basketball. Like I feel and I know and the more research I do, like that dream could be real. I play on the varsity team as a freshman. So I have kind of three more years. One important thing I've been doing, I've been looking at clips and watching film myself play basketball throughout the year. Good shot, Jake. <laughs> See right there. This is where I learned when I thought I should have passed it. I had 
my brother was wide open. My brother is a senior this year, so I got to play with him on the, the varsity team, and that was super cool. And now it's over, and that's super sad. But I've been thinking about the idea of instead of being angry and sad that it's, that it's over and that it's gone, kind of appreciate what we had. And I did that, I feel like, and I'm doing that. It's January 31st, 2023, and tomorrow we will be playing Oakland Tech in the soccer final. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could say that I wasn't scared, but I totally am. Oakland Tech is our biggest rival ever. In our eyes, it has felt like they've always been against us. I don't know it's, if it's something to do with our ethnicity or something, but it feels like we've always been disadvantaged. Our team this year is 100% Latinas. Either way, that has never actually stopped us from continuing to play against them because every time we're put down or every time we're at a disadvantage, we push even harder. I think I have a crush on one of my classmates. We follow each other on like Instagram, but like we don't talk a lot. He's kind of mysterious. I don't know that much about him and like it kind of sucks because like he most likely does not feel the same. And even if I were to tell him, which let's be honest, I'm not, uh, that would just make things awkward between us. I am doing an assignment right now for AP Lit about gender identity and performativity. You know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of pressure on me to be seen as like masculine, but I was pretty sensitive. This assignment's gonna help me unpack, like not only what I've internalized, but also like some biases I have, you know, stuff that I was taught and I'm continuing to unlearn. There's a lot of like machismo in my family. You can't be emotionally vulnerable you can't cry because then you won't be seen as a man. So most of the time you're just like alone with your thoughts and no real way to process them other than through anger. You know, this like sense of machismo has kind of like made it weird because like I am by my parents, like, you know, people in my family are just like, they're kind of homophobic. But like, I know it's not like, all their fault they've been taught that and a lot of them are unlearning it you know and it makes me wonder if like what would happen if i told them that you know i'm not only attracted to girls like you know it just makes me wish i wouldn't i didn't have to tell them sometimes i wish that like people didn't think of being you know straight or cisgender as the default no, because that, that would have saved me a lot of, like, crisis. I was on the way here, actually. I don't know why I felt so terrified. Just taking the bus to go here. I felt fear walking through the streets. I kept, like, turning around because before... Um, when I was taking the bus, I actually got, um, 
I got struck by someone. It was so fast that I didn't know what happened. My contact fell out and I got up and I didn't know what went, what even happened until I look up. Some guy was like really angry at me for no reason. He was yelling something I couldn't hear. Everything was very faint, but I remember I got up and no one did anything. The bus driver just stared at me. Like everyone just stood there. It's been like a couple months now since that happened. And I feel like taking public transportation has been really scary for me, even though I have to. Well, as, as much as it pains me to accept it, we lost our finals. And it hurts like hell. Honestly, words aren't enough for me to explain it. But I just know I'm going to be crying a lot and I don't want my parents to see. It's Tuesday and it's the second day of going back to school after losing the finals on Friday. And if I could just play one more game, one more game with my teammates, one more game of being coached by my coaches. I realized that time is slipping out of our hands so easily, just like when you're washing your hands and the water just slips away. Time is passing so fast and slipping away for us seniors. Soon enough, we're going to be adult. We're going to go out into the adult world and we're not going to get these chances anymore. The uncertainty that I may not have soccer for college is kind of frightening because Soccer were 80 minutes where I didn't have to think about anything else. Nothing about pre-calc, nothing about AP government, nothing about AP English literature, nothing about anything. It was just me, a soccer ball, and a goal. As uh, finals are kind of rolling in the end of the years, kind of close, which seems crazy that I'm like one-fourth of the way through my high school education. It's just crazy to think. Not even a year ago, I was like an eighth grader, not even thinking I'd be in high school, sitting at home, online learning during COVID. I don't know. It's just crazy how things or how fast things have moved. I feel like kind of reflecting on this past year, I don't know, a lot of the positives, definitely the basketball season with Jake. My brother was awesome. And like through that, I got so much closer to him. He's going to college next year, which I have a lot of emotions around and I'll be the only child. I'm one of four siblings and my older sisters are both um, at colleges right now and Jake will be. And the same things kind of happened with my sister that like right before they went to college, I built like such special relationships with them. And then as much as like we want to say, we'll call and text and FaceTime, like it, it's really hard to. We're walking back home from school and today I stayed after school to help a friend do their promposal because our prom is on April 29, I believe. As we were like staying after school, we were also talking about like college acceptance. I feel like we're all like kind of nervous for like what these acceptance actually mean for us. I know like for me after soccer like my life has kind of spiraled a little out of control but i'm kind of like faking it to the point where 
people think I actually have my stuff together. But right now, like without soccer being in like my schedule, I'm like rethinking like my whole life choices and saying like, why am I even here type of thing. I feel like we're all a little shaky or nervous about like all these letters coming in. Thank you for your interest in attending UC Santa Cruz. Regrettably, we are unable to offer you admission at this time, given the incredible quality and applying to the University of California, Santa Barbara. We are sorry to say that we will be unable to offer you admission as a freshman. Dear Emiliano, after careful review of your application for admission, we regret to inform you that we are unable to offer you admission for fall 2023. UCLA continues to receive far more applications for admission than we can accommodate in our freshman class. For fall 2023, we received nearly 146,000 freshman applications and we were able to admit fewer than one in 10. I am just so, I'm just a mess. Just this mix of emotions right now. Like I'm just devastated. I'm mad at myself. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm, I'm mad at these campuses who rejected me and all that waiting, all that just for them to reject me like all. Oh. But I guess on the flip side, I, I did get accepted into the CSUs that I applied to, Cal State LA and SF State. And you know, it's not like, it's not like I don't like those campuses either. I like those schools. If I didn't, I wouldn't have applied to them. This just hasn't been my day. It's Carlos. The glue song's about to come out, so I decided to learn it so I could play along. It sounds really nice, but I don't have it like consistently yet. I've only been playing for like probably a year. I don't know the lyrics. But it sounds very nice. Another thing that I really wanted to learn, like an instrument that I really wanted to learn was the piano. Because my grandpa could play piano. And I kind of regret that when he did want to teach me, I didn't, <laughs> like I didn't really want to at the time. But now that I've gotten like a little older, I was like, dang, my grandpa has a piano. I kind of want to play the piano. But then I figured out that they threw out the piano because no one was using it. <laughs> so I was just like, man, such a missed opportunity. My short film is uh, due the same day as prom which I bought my ticket to. I had to pay uh, $100 for my ticket, which is, is pretty expensive. But like, I wanna go to prom, you know? It's like a, a major milestone in your high school life. So the theme for prom is vintage glamor. I'm just gonna be wearing the suit that I wore for my senior portrait. Hopefully that's vintage enough. So Friday, I got more uh, notifications from like colleges and also Friday my sister came 
I got one notification from one of the schools I wanted and it was USC and ever since like freshman year I've been wanting to go there even if I didn't play soccer over there I just wanted to go there because they had exactly what I wanted for my major and so I kind of went downhill because I got rejected from USC it couldn't have been like worse timing because my sister was leaving I wanted to like be like emotionally like present with her and I guess all that like rejection kind of made it a little bit hard to like be there like I said it was like my dream school for like all of high school and also what they said like in their rejection letter was like very anticlimactic I don't know I felt like I did a lot like not to shame on my sister but I even did a little bit more than her like I went above and beyond to like get into that school and I don't know it, didn't, it doesn't feel fair Here's a poem I wrote about my brother Jake in English class. I thought it would be cool to share. It's called Virginia Laughs. Last time we said those overused three words must have been years ago. Maybe that phrase isn't masculine enough, like the vegetables that never seem to breach the army protecting you from anything green. Seems that all the color in your life is tunneled into sports betting and waiting in line for shoe drops and we sit. Don't dance or sing or exclaim, because we just listen. And now I like Luke Combs and Tennessee Orange, a sound that once repulsed me and Papa, like you when you say LeBron, and we know it's Jordan. And now I put Chick-fil-A sauce on everything, including a few pairs of sweats and now sticky middle console. I always worn khakis, even tried the backwards hats. My head shape wasn't right. Like the barber on TikTok, our DMs filled with videos that make mom squint at the phone screen, then back up, as if that's going to help. And we laugh. We laugh so much, and our laughs are like those dreaded post-COVID in-person meetings. They're not weekly FaceTime laughs or Thanksgiving laughs or not even college to high school laughs. They're not California to Virginia laughs. I won't cry like you don't say those three overused words. We'll savor these laughs. Yeah. He's going to school in Virginia, if that, if that helps with context. The UC's rejecting me. It doesn't really bother me anymore. When I started realizing that I was passionate about filmmaking, I did, you know, research into like film programs. And I learned that UCLA had a, a good film program and that's why it became my dream school. I was a little disappointed that only the CSUs accepted me, not the UCs. But then I started doing like a deeper research on these schools. And I learned that CSU LA, Cal State LA was like ranked number one for upward mobility for their students. So yeah. I confirmed my spot to be in Cal State LA, and I'm going to be going there really soon. God, I am so looking forward to college. I am so looking forward to graduation, because that means I am, like, home free. I have, will officially become an adult, an independent adult. Honestly, this isn't, this isn't exactly the path that I originally envisioned myself on, but I'm going to make do with what I have and make the most of it and just keep looking forward. I'm excited. This 
project ended in early April, but we got a few updates from the students to share. Juliet decided to attend UC Berkeley. She's looking forward to enjoying the freedom of the summer before settling in to study art practice. Finn will be playing a lot of basketball this summer and can't wait for a tournament in Las Vegas. He'll also be spending as much time as he can with his brother before he heads off for college. Carlos has enjoyed getting to know his coworkers at his new job. This summer, he's planning to work on some community projects and maybe take some classes. Emiliano just applied for housing to live on the campus of Cal State LA. He plans to move a few weeks before the fall semester. Thank you, Juliette, Finn, Carlos, and Emiliano for sharing your stories. We are so thankful and we will never forget them. This episode was produced by Amanda Font, Chris Frabeel, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Big thanks to KQED Youth Media Program Manager, Amanda Vigil, and Specialist, Emiliano Villa. You can find more stories produced by Bay Area Youth at kqed.org slash youth takeover. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This has been Bay Curious. Peace. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.